the sacred Jedi texts. Oh, read them, have you? Well, on page turners, they were not. Welcome back to Disney Marvel's for week of November 1st, 2020. This is episode 107, Disney Marvel's, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. So, just some follow-up from last week's episode. I did a poll online, like I promised I would, about your thoughts on The Nightmare Before Christmas. And the options were... A holiday must, you love it, it's okay, or you don't care for it. 60% of you said it's a holiday must. No one said they loved it though, which I thought that was interesting. 20% said it's okay, and 20% said they don't care for it. So, that's, uh, yeah, that's it's almost right along the lines of my thoughts on it. So, I, it's, uh, it's interesting to get the... Uh, some feedback on that so thank you everyone who participated and uh, I know a lot of people do enjoy the movie and uh, you know I'm glad to hear that and uh, yeah no it, it's going to be around for a long long time it's nice to see how they're integrated into the parks and um, it really does bring on the holiday spirit I should do another poll see which holiday people seem to take it for um, on a sadder note I, I do want to quickly mention and I may do a f uh, episode further down the road for this one on the uh, the unfortunate passing of Sean Connery who was 90 and the tie-in to Disney he was in the 1959 film Darby O'Gill and the Little People yes yeah, so James Bond himself before he was James Bond did a production for Walt Disney 1959 he didn't become James Bond until 19 ooh, when did dr no come out 1962 so yeah uh quite a bit a few years beforehand three years so same year he did tarzan's greatest adventure he played the part in darby o'grady as michael mcbride and i'd also be remiss if i did not mention 1989's indiana jones and the last crusade where he played Henry Henry Jones Sr., Indiana Jones' father, which I personally think he was brilliant in that role. And uh, many other credits to uh, to his name. He will be sadly missed. Um, his talents, I know he was dealing with a number of health issues in his uh, later years. And um, yeah, he, he will be missed. So we'll be back after, <laughs> on that note, on that bombshell, we'll be back after a brief word from our friends and sponsors. Hey guys, Ralph for All Universe here. Are you into uh, nerdy things like Pokemon, Marvel, and Disney? You've come to the right spot. We have videos, we have games, we have contests. We just do all sorts of fun. Whether it's going live during the week or posting about an article about a new movie coming out. We do everything we can to keep you in the know and have some fun. Oh, and we have swag too. So come on. We're everywhere social media can be found, and we want you to become part of our family. Stay nerdy.
And now, on with the show. Many of us know how Star Wars is... Well, we know the movies. But how well do we know the movies? And how well do we know the stuff beyond the movies? From the video games to the books. And so much more. And how it all relates. Sometimes you wish that there was a simple guide. That kind of sums it all up. Or just kind of spells things out a little better for you. That you can go for for those answers that you're looking for. And you don't want to feel like... Someone that, you know, doesn't pay attention. Recently, there is such a book. Just came out. It's called The Star Wars Book. And I have one of the co-authors of three authors uh, right here with me. And our good friend, Dan Z from Coffee with Kenobi. Had the pleasure of writing this book. Dan, how are you doing? Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. I'm doing absolutely wonderfully. That is, uh, until the Bears game starts, and then who then all bets are off probably but right now so far so good well if your money's against the bears then maybe you're doing all right but uh, <laughs> well, hey you never know you never know um that's why they play the game you never know what's going to happen it's true but um yeah you pablo and the other guy's name escaping me sorry uh, cole um you put together this this wonderful book and i you know, I, I've been flipping through it for the past several days since I got my copy. And between the, the pictures, the the graphs, the timelines, it is it is so well done. Um, Thank you. I, I kind of I figured it was going to be. But until you actually get it and just see how well crafted it is. Um, I mean, I, I've been following Star Wars. Like the first movie I ever went to was a Star Wars movie. And uh, it was the Star Wars movie, actually, at that time. But, um, yeah, so I've been following it my whole life. And it answered questions of stuff that I didn't even realize I had questions to or just thought I just missed somewhere. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I, it is uh, definitely for all levels of fandom. Um, whether you're new in it, you're kind of curious about it, or you've been a lifelong fan, um, I think... There's something for everybody in this book. I do think it's a wonderful... Well, first of all, thank you. I, I really do think it's a wonderful gateway for people, whether you're a novice, whether you're a, a hardcore fan, or whether you're just someone who likes the movies, or, or whatever, wherever you are on the spectrum. I feel like it's written in such a way that anybody can learn about not only the films and reinforce things that they already suspected and sort of illuminate different ideas like you just talked about, but it also emphasizes the animated stuff the comics the novels and the mandalorian and i'm really really proud of it i now would feel equally enthusiastic about it even if i had nothing to do with it because i just think as you said it's really really well put together you definitely should be proud of it so i guess let's start at the beginning how did you end up getting involved with uh, uh pablo and cole on this right well in january I I heard from from DK and Disney and they said they invited me to be a part of this book. And uh, then uh, they they told me that I was going to be one of three authors. And when they told me who was on it, I my jaw dropped to the ground because I thought, my goodness, those are two of the heaviest hitters in Star Wars publishing. And I felt so incredibly honored and 
just completely humbled by the fact that I got to be a part of a Star Wars book with Pablo Hidalgo and Cole Horton. If you had told me that 10 years ago, I never would have believed it, but I have been would have really high-fived myself if that was even the case. So yeah, it just kind of started from there, and then the writing began uh, shortly thereafter, and it was quite an amazing experience. Who knew 10 years ago that your little podcast would lead you to this? It's true. It's true. You d- it just goes to show you that you know, hard work and uh, tenacity never... Uh, will always pay off as long as you believe in what you're trying to do. Yeah. Sometimes there is good things from hustling. <laughs> Sometimes. Or it's working really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, but it also helped out. I believe you knew Cole and Pablo beforehand. You've you've had them on your show. Yeah, I've had both of them on multiple times. And I've talked to them both at different celebrations and at Rancho Obi-Wan and Certainly, you know, had dialogue with him over the years just because of the show and and just Star Wars and things in general. So, yeah, there was a, there was a nice foundation there for for where we could all work together. We knew each other's personalities and sense of humor, which always helps. Yeah, that oh, that's good. So there was a connection. So at least you weren't coming in unknowing who they were and now having to to co-write with them. Right. Um, so you, you guess I guess you got started December, January around that time. It was about the second or third week in January, and we had until about the second or second or third week of March to get it done. Wow. That's pretty fast. It's very fast. And from what I understand, that's that's fairly standard in the world of publishing. When you're when you're on a book, that pretty much consumes your life until it gets taken care of. Yeah, I was gonna say that knowing I mean, I don't know your life specifically, but I know you're a father of three kids. You are a full-time English teacher, which, you know, your hours do not end when the school hours end. True. You have the podcast. You have the additional podcast. You're doing the live streaming. When did you find time with this? And how is your wife okay with that? You know what? Uh, I get that question a lot. And honestly, my wife is amazing. And I think it's it's crucial to do what you and I do. Uh, you have to have a supportive spouse because, you know, that takes requires time away from your family. But... She's always believed in me and what I'm doing. It's certainly given a lot of wonderful blessings to all of us. And this has just become, it's just been accepted for years now that this is my other job. I have two jobs. I'm a high school educator, which is my number one drive and passion uh, professionally. And then I'm um, I'm Dan Z and all <laughs> the fun little things that sort of come with that. And as people said to me, what was the hardest part about this? The hardest part was that as you just mentioned, the rest of my life didn't stop or pause or slow down. So I had to find time. You know, normally I might get a couple hours here and there for whatever, but so I had to use that time writing. And my weekends, after I took care of things that I needed to take care of that I usually do, I would go into my office and write, or I'd go to a coffee house uh, locally here, and I would just spend six, seven hours there a couple days a week, you know, mostly, of course, on the weekends. Just getting it done until it until it was time. I had to wake up er, extra early sometimes and get certain sections done. And I just did. I, I'm someone that likes to be busy anyway, and I and deadlines help me to focus. And I, I get really really restless, so I'm always kind of creating activities for myself to take care of anyway. So this just sort of naturally jumped in there for me. So you always your mind is always on the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's like it's I, when I'm doing something, I'm very centered on what I'm doing. But as soon as that's done, I don't really take a lot of time to just sort of chill out. I just sort of like, all right, what's next? It's You're always like, moving. Good thing. Always on the move. It sounds worse than it is, but it's more like I I feel like I have a lot I can make happen, and I want to do that. 
Well, it definitely paid off this time. How did you decide what to write about? I mean, I know there's six sections, main sections of the book. So what did, which section was, um, which ones are yours and how did you came up, come upon those? Right. Well, we, we all had specific, we didn't really have full sections. We all had certain chapters and, and concepts that they wanted us to focus on. And, and our editor, Matt Jones assigned all of them to us. So I, we all had a curated list of things to take care of. And then we just dove in, uh, basically. And, and I focused a lot on some of the good guys in the force and a couple of random things here and there. But that, that was sort of my main focus. I did a lot, a lot of stuff with the Skywalkers, which was, I mean, if you, you know, being responsible for helping to sort of define who the Skywalkers are, what the force is, is, is quite amazing. And to know that I'm contributing to the canon is, it's insane. It's insane, Matt. What can I say? But yeah. it was, uh, it was fun because I feel very close to these characters and, you know, you and I and other folks who are just big fans of star wars and disney have been analyzing these characters for a long time so it was a good chance to kind of get my thoughts together and put them all down on the computer and just sort of look at them and see where it fits because i very much believe and you know this working in education too the best way to know something is to teach it or to yes. write about it yes indeed um i i love the character profiles I'm flipping through and, you know, it's like narrative through a lot of things. And then all of a sudden I get to these character profiles in the book and it breaking down each of the characters and their a synopsis of their story, more or less. And um, I, I just I loved it. I, I love having things like that. Uh, like thinking back, I, I know you're a G.I. Joe fan as well. Oh, yeah. um, you had the little uh, cards on the back. About the character, about the um, on the back of the uh, blister pack, and give you their story and all the information about them. And I always love that because it just gives you more depth about the character. And having something like that in the the book form, I think, was great. I'm glad. Yeah, it was. And, and the the big challenge was to because these have been written about so many times over the years, to try to find a new perspective or a new angle, sort of a new sheen to them. So I look at a certain thematic moment that I thought was most crucial for these characters. Mm -hmm. I try to focus a lot of what happened with them in that style. And like I've told said other to other people, uh, the difference here with the Star Wars book is I think other books have just sort of been what. But these are this is sort of the how and the why. And because you've got much more real estate and many more words you're going to use. Yeah. It's more text heavy than typical DK books. While still having all those beautiful images and graphics that they're so well known for it just gives you more time and in space and real estate to really kind of open things up even more so i'm glad that you liked them that they're they're really cool i my favorite look is the luke one just because you've got stuff from all the eras of luke skywalker including comics which is so fun yes yeah you, you had all the uh the, you and i liked how you integrated the comics um, some of the novelizations, even the video game stuff, got pulled into us in the um, the cartoon series. Everything beyond just the movies. So it's not just based on the movies. It's everything going on in these timelines. That okay, this happened this many years before um, A New Hope, and then or this many years after it, and and kind of just spells out kind of the the progression of everything. Yeah, those timelines um, are invaluable, and boy. 
they were time-consuming to really kind of map them out and, and put them together. But they do help you kind of keep things straight in your brain, I think. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm glad to know Darth Vader was about my age whenever uh, we had the uh, the first Star Wars movie. And I was not funny. <laughs> just kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I, I just you just kind of give him like an ambiguous age. You just kind of, okay, you know, whatever. Um, until you realize, see it. It's like, oh, wow, that, that it just kind of puts things into perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is your favorite section of the book? Uh, let's see. I don't know. It's it's hard to kind of pick because I feel very, uh, just I really there's you a can lot be biased. Of, it's okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be hard to avoid. I, I think the intro, cold to the intro. I think it's absolutely beautiful to summarize Star Wars both in and out of of world the way that he did. I thought was was really elegant, especially when you consider how how many times it's been rewritten about. I'm particularly proud of the, of the section with the force and force powers because that was something I spent a lot of time on. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, I really care a lot about the Jedi and the force. And I think it's such a, an open amorphous concept that I think is constantly being sort of expanded upon or reevaluated and, you know, stuff with the clone wars or the, or the sequel trilogy or anything that's going on with the Mandalorian. It gives you a lot of opportunity to really just sort of think about what it means and why it's important and how it's, both spiritual and biological at the same time. And I just think this is important stuff. It's stuff that we'll never fully have all the answers to. And I think that's great. So you, you want to write about something in such a way that it's open to interpretation, but also firmly gives you a way to look at it that, that helped to define it. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of how it came out. I'm proud of how it looks. And gosh, I mean, and I also, I don't know. There's so many fun parts that are just really, really cool. Oddly enough, I was proud of the the glossary because I got to write some of the glossary, and I got such a big kick out of that. I don't know why. My wife thought I was crazy, but I just thought it was fun writing definitions. I, you know what? I, I can understand that. I, I completely understand that. Yeah, and, I thought you might. You know, I and I I have to say because I heard you mention it on your show about the about the glossary, so I made sure to 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 check it out. And it's a really cool for how for glossaries. It's actually a really cool glossary because you you got the pictures and everything involved. Yeah, Where a lot of times in textbooks and stuff, you just have a glossary. And it's just black and white words straight down. You know, this is this and that is that, and this person's yeah. that person. And here you got images of the ships and the, some of the people. You got you got more stuff going on it. It's almost like it's its own section of the book be, beyond just true. being a glossary. Right. You, you hope that you do get attention, so you have to copy out of those definitions. Yeah. Like oh wow that's I I, I it, it's it's such a fun book, um you know and just how it keeps on going, um how was this writing how was writing for the book I know you do a lot of writing for IGN and StarWars.com how was this different than writing those segments sure uh you know what I, in my mind just to kind of help me keep it straight in my brain. To not be overwhelmed because there was a lot of writing and a lot of words that I put into this. I just took it as I have to do a blog on Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have to do a blog on Luke Skywalker, you know, on and on and on. And some were much longer than others. The Anakin section was the longest one that I wrote. So, but I just tried to think of them as really extensive, detailed blogs. So that that was just sort of how I how I made that work. And so other than that, that was pretty much it. I think you have to take them in segments. Otherwise, it can be quite daunting. 
Oh, indeed. Yeah, it, it will become very overwhelming if you, if you don't break it down um, to to its finer points. Um, just like in writing anything else, you know, you you break it down. If you look at the whole thing on whole, I mean, I know when I I do writing, you know, I'd write for school or write um, just for um, my own purposes. Sure. If you you know, if you just think about the whole thing, then it's just this massive thing in front of you, and it's so easy to become overwhelmed. But if you you break it down to segments, okay, I'm working on this part now. That I'm trying to get here or. You're just trying to bridge the gap between, I know, like when I'm doing fictional writing, between this event to the next event, well, what happened there? And just and just focus on that few moments versus trying to think, okay, how am I getting to the end? You'll get to the end eventually, but just right. keep on taking one step and putting the next foot in front of it. And then eventually you find yourself sometimes going on a journey beyond what you even thought was going to happen. It's very true. It's very true. And it just sort of takes on a life of its own. What kind of research were you able to do for this book? All basically it's just normal life, right? You know, you're watching the movies, you're looking at the books. DK's got a bunch of past visual guides that were very, very helpful. Having access to uh, chat with the good folks at Lucasfilm certainly wasn't terrible, because you know that's the ultimate wealth of knowledge right there. But and I also it kind of coincided with things I was doing. I rewatched. Mandalorian and Rebels with my family and just reading oh, the news coming out, right? Yeah. So it was just it was just part and parcel of of what's going on. And I said to my wife, Deanna, at one point, I said, you know, isn't this cool that all the stuff I've been doing for book reviews and the show and just for my own entertainment is actually benefiting me in a professional way? How about that? Yeah, well, that, is, that is awesome. I mean, in, it just makes... Since you have the show and, and your own um, the blogs and stuff that you do, it just gives you even more stuff to use for that. Right. And the um, you know the fact that they were able to give you some access to the Lucasfilm side of things and the the people on that end, um, I'm sure for you personally was just you were just ecstatic had to have been ecstatic about that talking to some of these people. Oh my goodness! It was it was such a blessing, and you know I've 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 chatted with them certainly throughout the years, but but typically for other kinds of things, for this just for part of the lore, and you want to get things right, and you want to make sure you understand things correctly so that you can properly communicate it uh, in the book. And it, yeah, it was very rewarding and very. I don't take a second of it for granted because I know that I mean I've been very God has blessed me to be able to put me in this situation. There's no doubt about that. You're definitely blessed indeed. Um. Uh, man, I, I just I'm, I'm envious in some ways that you were able to get such access. Um, you know, we're, did they let you call up like John Favreau and say, OK, what you know, what does this mean and what, what's going on here? Or do, that was a little too far. That probably was a little too far. I didn't even think about that as an option. <laughs> That's right. Next time. Next you've time. got it's right. You, when you've got a heavy hitter like Pablo on the book, you don't even have to worry about anything like that. He takes care of that stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he's he knows he he knows a lot more than probably uh, what he's letting on. Oh, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. He's so such a got, oh, that you'd never know. He's just he's just very he's very cool. He's very laid back. Yeah, like I said, the the interview that you did on your show um, with everybody uh, was great. Um, just everyone just seemed so natural around each other uh, that you, you could tell that there was a good relationship there. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening, too, by the way. I appreciate that. 
your your show is so awesome. Um, I, I wish I could get to it more often. I do apologize for that, but it is every time I listen to it, it is fantastic. And I always encourage people to to check it out. You never have to apologize to me. You've always been very supportive and gracious, and I appreciate you. I mean, especially someone, you know, you're someone that I respect, and you have a wonderful, high-quality show, too, so that means even more to me. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I do what I can. That's great. I love it. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So who picked the quotes that were, were uh, smattered throughout the book? The, the quotes and the pictures um, all blended in nicely. Yeah. There's, that's something you guys got to pick or DK kind of said, okay, here's the stockpile. No, it was, it was more like, you know, you have every page, whether it's a one or two or a four page entry, you know, there are certain sections on those pages that you get to write in and write on. So, you know, you know, word count for everyone. And, you know, there's going to be a couple of pictures and they say, Hey, give us some suggestions, you know, and we knew there were going to be quotes. Hey, give us some quotes that you think would fit well. So, I would I put down like a a, a good perc- a good chunk of them pictures and quote ideas and then when you get to see you know early drafts and PDFs and things you get ideas of where they're going with it so you have total input but you also get a little bit of excitement in sort of seeing what they decide or if they decide to go a different direction so it was it was a nice blend really oh that was nice that they they gave you that kind of control um, that sounds it's really nice that you know. Because they could have just said, okay, well, give us the stuff, and then they fill in all that stuff. But the fact that they gave you the option. Yeah, so that's great that they gave you um, control on that, um, like I said, and not just kind of dictated themselves. Yeah, they, they, they gave us creative license to just sort of tap into our expertise. And, and again, you didn't say that was definitive, but we at least got to weigh in, and I thought that was really nice. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um. I did notice one thing, and I wonder how much it was intentional or maybe it, it was kind of directed this way, that, and you, we know the history of Star Wars, that there's kind of like a definitive turning point in the lore. Um, so you can, you can mark it pre-Disney and post-Disney. Um, so what is now the Star or what was the expanded universe now called the, the Legends uh, books, kind of nothing of that was really mentioned and you stuck with more what's going on now was that something you were told to do or just kind of how it happened naturally no it's been natural because honestly since 2015 when they went this direction this is what they've always done you know there's a reason it's called the legends line because it's it's legendary and it can any creator can tap into it and and you know use it because there's a wealth of a wonderful canvas of all these wonderful storylines and characters and, and items but that's been pretty much the standard ever since Disney purchased them. And, you know, Cole addresses at the beginning of the book, he addresses the fact that there's a Legends line. There's a lot of other stories out there that may not be a part of the official canonical world, but are still valid and still very much beloved. Yeah. Like, I, I keep hoping for Mara Jade to show back up. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I, I was hoping I was hoping this last movie she was going to be there, but, eh, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um, did you, did you write Ray's segment? I did. Okay. Cause I thought I was, I was very interested that specifically you did label it Ray Skywalker. Yes. Um, and there was only just a quick blurb at the end of her being Palpatine, uh, Ray Palpatine, um, in that you, you didn't kind of like give any kind of reference as like Ray 
Palpatine slash Skywalker or put in parenthesis and uh, brackets right parentheses there. Um, so I, I was I, what made you go on that direction? Well, I think the important thing about Ray, at least to me, is that her entire arc is about finding her identity and who she is and who she wants to be. And she spends so much of her young life trying to find her parents and her family and because she's looking for that to define her. But I think throughout this entire trilogy and her story, she learns, I am defined by 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 myself. I my actions, my character, my empathy, my love. My sacrifice, those determine who I am, not what my blood is or not who my parents were or weren't. And I think that's critical, which is why at the end when she says she's a Skywalker, she's choosing to take on that legacy because the galaxy apparently wants her to have a surname. So she gives that, but it it doesn't change how she lives her life. She already kind of lived her life, not kind of, but she already lived her life from nobility and honor and, and choosing good. And I feel like that's what Luke and Leia are, and they're very human in that. Luke much more, even more so, because he certainly is much more flawed, I think, than Leia. Yeah. But I think that that's where Rey is. Rey will never define herself as a Palpatine, because she's not a Palpatine. Just because, and I know this from the world of education and my own upbringing, you can't really control who your parents are, but you can certainly control what you do and how you live your life. And that is who Rey is. Yeah, and I, I liked how you wrote it that way. That it's, she got to choose her own destiny that not knowing her parents gave her the freedom to be who she wants to be and not who she's expected to be or who her name defines her to be or who everyone defines her to be because of her name. Since she is nameless uh, besides a a first name. And we saw in Bloodline too, like as soon as people found out that Leia was the daughter of Vader... They looked at her differently, and she had done mm-hmm. more for the galaxy than maybe anyone. So, I mean, Ray Ray's smart enough, and it stands to reason, and I don't know this officially, but it makes sense that that may have come up with Ray and, and Leia when they've had conversations. Who knows? That would be fun to kind of see. Yeah, and I liked how you addressed the, the mirror segment from... Um, Last Jedi. Last Jedi, yeah. Um, yeah, in in the metaphor there. And I, I, really, I really appreciate it, because I... You know, doing writing and uh, being into, you know, def- picking at literature and stuff, I look at it different than most people did. I said, well, there is so much more that it's not just, oh, well, it's just her. How come it's this? Well, because it's representing this and that. And and, and, um, and I think having it spelled out for people there actually really, um, really was nice, a nice touch. Because sometimes Thanks. I think a lot of people overlook that. I got to write about that and A World Between Worlds, and those are two sections that I think some of my favorite, more analytical, metaphorical moments in the entire saga in any medium. I've written about them for IGN and StarWars.com, so to be able to revisit that after a little bit of time has passed, I've had more time to think about it. Because I know these are ones that, and just like the cave on Dagobah 2, these are ones that people have questions about, that they analyze and think about. Because mm-hmm. there's so much more than meets the eye with it, so it was important for me to really properly address those. Yeah, and, and explaining about the temple and then the the Sith's, uh, the cave belongs to the Sith, which I kind of, I don't know if I just just kind of overlooked that or just never put two and two together. Um, that you know, under the temple, under the Jedi's is the the dark side uh, cave, 
Um, I just thought it was a cave. So the um, again, the, these little things that sometimes you think you knew that, and this just assures it or just kind of fills in those little gaps that you're missing. Like I didn't also realize the the age difference between Ray and uh, Ben Solo. Uh, yeah, it's pretty significant. Yeah, uh, it's about about ten years, I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, those again, these those little gems that you know sometimes you don't realize that you're missing, and then you see it, and it just kind of opens up the window a little bit more, and just oh okay, now I I didn't realize that was that, and um. I mean, another instance was Kylo Ren. I'm reading through his section, and I always wondered why it's Kylo Ren, and he's a, a on the side of the Sith, and they always got the name Darth, but he's not. He's a Ren. What and why? How did that come about? Because I thought that was something that was never fully explained to me in the movies. And that's in that comic, The Rise of Kylo Ren, that four issue miniseries. Yeah, I, I miss out on all that fun stuff. <laughs> oh, you should get the trade. It's it's pretty cool. I, I and I like doing that. Um, I did that with uh, for Marvel's Civil War. I got the the full paperbacks thing, so I was able to read through it a lot better than trying to find each individual piece. Yeah, it's almost like uh, binge watching something on Netflix. Yep, absolutely, or Disney Plus. That's right. Um, so yeah, so to explain, you know, how that all happened and how he ended up um, with the Knights of Ren. Um, again, just. Nice little gems. It's it's a nice little summary of it all. Uh, the the kind of spells it all out. Um, again, it's fantastic, um, fantastically done. Thanks. Um, so, so are you guys planning on having to go back and do a second edition as the saga continues between the Mandalorian when Kenobi comes out, and you know, got the future shows, the Bad Bunch, and um, whatever else comes out. You know, Taiko working on the, the next group of movies. I hope so. I mean, I of course, no one, it's, you know, always in motion the future is, right? But I can tell you what, whenever uh, Lucasfilm reaches out to me again, I'm going to be ready to answer the call. You you got your phone at the ready for them to, uh, to ta- you know, Kathleen Kennedy comes down and uh, meets with you and says personally, Dan, we want you to work on this. That's right. It's a red phone, like uh, the Adam West Batman series. Underneath the glass bell jar, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, oh, that'd be awesome, uh, Mason. Don't, 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 don't grab that. That, that's for Daddy. Dan, <laughs> um, I know your time is limited, so um, again, it's a brilliant book. I highly recommend it to anybody that has even the, the most slightly remote. Um, like of star wars it's it's not written too technical or geeky for um the newbies and it's not all wishy-washy and spells out everything um for new you know people that are just getting into it 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 is a well-balanced book for people even if you're just mildly interested and want to start maybe start getting into star wars it's a great place to start because it will just give you kind of a layout of everything and then once you start re either watching the movies it will kind of make the movies a little more tangible or vice versa if you've watched the movies and you want to get more information and figure out like like i said i've been watching these things for 40 plus years and you know didn't realize that oh wait i never i never put this together how come how did i miss that 
and it, it it just it nicely puts it there and it doesn't talk down to people it, it is um engaging it just it brings you along and further makes you enjoy what are already fantastic movies I love it. Matthew, thank you so much. You're, I really appreciate your endorsement. I'm glad that you like the book. I, that was always my hope, and I think our hope all along is to make people feel, bring them more even to into the world of Star Wars and help to understand things even more than they already do. Maybe color in some gaps and hopefully give them uh, a different way to sort of look at things. I, I very much believe in the power of critical thinking and intellectual honesty and i think the more perspectives we have the more we can make our own educated assumptions about things absolutely and and the more that you put the things the way that you do dan so elegantly and um just so profoundly it just makes everyone else better too you i really you're really an awesome uh pr guy for me i really think thank you for that really that does mean a lot to me I, i I never take these things for granted because I know how special they are. And, uh, you know, I've always very much believed in this community is is so important and so valuable. And we have the power to change the narrative and to put a lot of good out into the world. And, and thank goodness for people like you, Matthew, to help to make that happen. I try to I try to follow your example, keeping positive. Um, even when I do movie reviews, you know, keeping in mind that it may not be necessary everyone's favorite movie but it is probably somebody's favorite movie that's right and there are very positive ways to say you don't like something it's yeah. it's not a it's not a pejorative it's more like this didn't work for me i'm i'm thrilled that it worked for you exactly well dan where can everyone reach you i mean we already told them about coffee with kenobi but i know you do look looking at lucasfilm with our friend jim hill and uh you're very active on the twitter where can they find you there Yes, thank you. Well, you can find me personally at Mr. Zer, M-R-Z-E-H-R. You can find Coffee with Kenobi all over social media, YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash coffee with Kenobi. You can join the CWK Alliance there. We also have exclusive podcasts for members of the CWK Alliance. And as you mentioned, I'm on twice a month with Looking at Lucasfilm with Jim Hill. And then if you have a podcast or a blog, that you want to get started or you already have one and you want to further reach out and expand your brand, you can check out danzmedia.com and we can start that process together. And I highly recommend all of it. Thank you so much, man. It was it was so fun to chat with you, Matthew. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Dan. Thank you so much. I want to thank Dan Zare again for coming on our show, talking about his book. Make sure you check out Coffee with Kenobi, the podcast, and also looking at Lucasfilm. Sign up for his Patreon page and get the uh, CK pour-overs, which are fantastic. And make sure, check out Star the Star Wars book. Expand your knowledge of a galaxy far, far away. You will really, you'll really get into it. Uh, if anything, for the timelines and graphs, you get the, a map of the entire galaxy. It, it's, again, fantastic. Can't recommend it enough. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm pretty sure you will. I know you will. I know you will. Make sure you check it out. Do you have the book? And what's your love for Star Wars? Join the conversation on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, or join our Facebook group. 
facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvels Podcast. You can find us on the Instagram at Disney Marvels Podcast or on Twitter at Disney Marvels. You can also email the show with any suggestions that you have to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com or any questions. Please send your questions this way. I'd love to hear them. You can also leave a voice message through the Anchor app or website. Or you can even email us a voice message and hear yourself on the show. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how crazy life is right now. And the fact that you took some of your time out and listened to me, listened to me talk to Dan about the book, means so much to me. It, it means volumes. The fact that you, know, you, you keep coming back and listening, I, I can't say enough. And particularly the ratings that you give me. Five stars across the board. It, it's, it's unbelievable. It means a lot to me. Um, keep it up. If you haven't left us a rating yet on iTunes, go ahead. Go right now. Sign up and put it on there. If you're not into going into iTunes or one of those, then also then just go and uh, tell people. Tell, tell your friends, your neighbors, random people that you meet in the street. If they seem like they're in Disney, into Disney stuff, tell them about the Disney Marvels podcast and all the different things that we have gone, gone over, going on over here. This way, we grow the family. A bigger Disney family is a wonderful thing. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. And also while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber over on this show. This way you help keep the show going. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash DisneyMarvel slash support. Or find our Patreon page. Links are in the show notes. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there whatever troubles, whatever hardships. Just remember, and it's easy for me to say, this too shall pass. It may not seem like it, and there may seem to be no way out of it, whatever you're facing right now. But don't give up. Don't ever give up on yourself. Find the light within you. There is a light that... It may be buried, it may be hard to see, it may take days to find. But believe me, it's there. That light is what makes you special and wonderful. Embrace it and let it guide you through this dark times. And you'll be better off. Don't ever give up, don't ever give in. Be your own hero. Now I'd like to finish with a quote from Walt Disney himself. We try it in everything we do here, you know, for the family. We don't actually make films for children, but we make films for children that children can enjoy along with their parents. Again, that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.